step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Slot Talk Radio. drum 
And we do libation every morning, and uh, I do libation uh, specifically for those of our community, of our, of our village, worldwide village, to uh, acknowledge them. And Baba Man, Man Maladoma has been on my mind uh, every day, and during the course of the days, I uh, think of him and, and reference to his, his teachings and his energy, his love, as well as his wife, uh, Sambuthi, Sambuthi uh, Some, and uh, his uh, wife, uh, uh, Rutha. I believe her name is Rutha. Uh, yeah. Rutha. Uh, she passed away not long before uh, Baba did, maybe a couple of years or a year before. So we hold them all very close in our thoughts and hearts and send our love and, and prayers to their family and to the village uh, and to Kuna Faso. And uh, I just want to, those of you who uh, have not uh, listened to the previous show and any shows that we did to uh, reference and honor uh, Baba Maladoma, let me just share these thoughts with you. Uh, and before I begin also, I must uh, acknowledge the Most High for allowing us to have the show to honor our elders, uh, our ancestors, um, the One Most High, uh, our family members who support us. We we uh, say thank you for your support, and we say good evening to everyone. Alafia hotetuku, namaste, shalom, assalamu alaikum, and peace and blessings to all. In this fascinating, detailed journey that is detailed in the book of uh, the healing wisdom of Africa throughout the traditional healing practices of the Dagara people of West Africa, Maladoma, Baba Maladoma being a shaman and scholar, he uh, introduced us here in the Western Hemisphere uh, to the rituals that breathe meaning into the daily lives of uh, African seekers. Uh, he was educated in the West, and Dr. Soma, he held three masters and two PhDs, and he authored several books, uh, actually a number of, uh, I think, four or five books, two of which my wife and I have read, uh, that being Of Water and the Spirit, which was the first book I read, authored by him, as well as The Healing Wisdom of Africa. As a house guest of ours some years ago, I think that was back in, what was that, 19, I mean, 2000, 2010. Uh, he uh, honored us with being a guest at our home uh, for about four days. And he was there, here at our home, rather, uh, to do divinations for people who had come to visit. And he did that untiringly. As a matter of fact, uh, from... Uh, from morning to evening, he would have one meal in, uh, a day in the evening and take a rest and maybe chat with us for a while and then uh, go to sleep and wake up the next day uh, doing his work. And that was uh, quite an experience for me and my wife, which I will never forget. I, um, he was able to share with me some of the customs of his people, uh, the Dagara people of Kuna Fasa. And there was no doubt that this time in history, 
as he shared with me, that Western civilization is suffering from a great sickness of the soul. And the West uh, is, has a progressive uh, inclination to turn away from functioning spiritual values. It's total disregard for the environment and the protection of natural resources, the violence of the inner cities, and their problems of poverty, drugs, medis, uh, trying to self-medicate, crimes, which was really spiraling uh, out of control, along with unemployment and economic disarray and growing intolerance towards people of color and the values of other cultures. Uh, the, all these, he indicated, were trends. So he was a prognosticator. He actually, he, uh, he prophesied what happened uh, in the past four years, and indeed uh, with us experiencing going on two years with this pandemic, which I would have been curious to find out what he would have shared with us in that regard in terms of what that represents, and also the healing uh, modalities that would be incorporated within his village to, to keep the people healthy. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that we have a mayor-elect, Eric Adams, who just recently visited uh, Ghana, which is on the border of uh, Fukuna Faso. And he went there for a cleansing, which is the first time that that has ever happened with a, a, a elected official from the United States, to say the least, from, the, from New York City, which is the largest city in the country, that he would be so inclined to go to Africa, to go to Ghana for a spiritual cleansing. And uh, I, I've known Eric for some years. Um, we're we're uh, not close. We're we're friends, but from a distance. And I performed and played uh, the djembe at uh, at Borough Hall, Brooklyn Borough Hall, where he is still current, currently the uh, borough president. Up until uh, this coming uh, next month in January, he will be the mayor. And uh, I'm just excited about the fact that he's representing a, a, uh, a, a belief that I hope is, uh, will catch, uh, will be caught on by many in our community of New York City and beyond, that Africa uh, possesses a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of history, mind, body, and spirit that uh, can benefit so many people uh, of all ages, races, and nationalities, and spiritual orientation. That's pretty exciting to me. Um, I, I know that there's many uh, within the political arena who feel that, uh, that the uh, predicament that we're in with this pandemic is something that can be detrimental to the point of us not just being sick but losing our lives. And then there's so, so many of us in our community who feel that uh, the pandemic is something that's not real, that's some, something that is contrived. So this show is titled Grassroots Holistic Health, and it is my intention to share with you information. Uh, by the way, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. I, I'm not a, uh, a health uh, uh practitioner or dietitian. So all the information that I share with you is just to share uh, the, the, the habits and customs in, in our household, my wife and I. 
So we suggest that you consult with your, your doctor uh, and anyone that you can, you can rely upon for medical and health information, that you consult with them before you uh, practice any information that is shared on this show. Um, my wife and I both have been vaccinated and uh, with the two primary uh, vaccines and the booster. And uh, we are so happy that we've done this because we have this variant, which is called, what is it, the Omicron? The new one is the, the Omicron. The Omicron. And uh, they're not really, when I say they, the scientists, and we, we, we defer to the findings of the science community. Uh, and both of us being vegetarian, we've learned at our age that indeed it behooves us to embrace a healthy diet. And that information is mostly obtained from the science community and also the, the, uh, the uh, not just the allopathic, but also the naturopathic community. So we well, would I would like to interject, though, that as healers, we are certified energy healers. Yes. And uh, we, we do that work. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that work within um, a governmental agency. Yeah. Uh, because of the pandemic, I have not done live energy healing sessions, mm-hmm. but I have done um, a number of several energy healing sessions, and I don't take that lightly. And in line with that, um, we practice, we're advocates of the vegetarian diet uh, but it's back, it's personal choice, but this is also science-based. And again, we're not medical doctors. We're not necessarily scientists. I consider myself to be a spiritual scientist, but right. that's different than the licensed right. scientists who may have gone through the four or six or eight years of studies at an accredited university that's not me. However, the work that that we do on a spiritual nature, I take that very seriously. And the reason I'm saying that is my husband is talking about diet, but our vegetarian diet is actually evidence-based. Right. I did not participate or I was not the one who initiated any of those broader studies. But if you want more information about vegetarian and studies that show how it affects the body, um, you can go on websites such as um, National Institute of Health, uh, World Health Organization, places like that. And there are studies that make vegetarianism evidence-based as opposed to many years ago it was something that maybe people of different religions practiced mm-hmm. and, you know, they do it because they know it works, but they might not have spoken to the science or the evidence of it. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about diet, um, my husband and I were looking at a video just the other day where it talks about the length of time meat and other substances stay in your colon. Now, again, speaking from an educational standpoint, because I'm not here to, you know, again, I 
you know, we're going to stress about here to advise you what to do, but from an educational standpoint, from having researched this information on my own, we know that meat, there are studies that show that meat remains in your colon, in your, in your internal irrigation system for up to 72 hours, whereby uh, if you eat fruits and vegetables, they're released from your body as quickly as with an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Now, we have good and bad bacteria in our body. That's why um, substances such as probiotics and prebiotics are sold to help give us uh, healthy, encourage the healthy bacteria within our internal irrigation system and elimination system. And we, you know, we can purchase these things or we can just derive the benefits of probiotics and prebiotics from eating certain foods. Mm -hmm. And once again, it takes us back to the fruits and vegetables right. Right. because they create that internal climate where our bodies would be more likely to thrive. So, so when, my, when my husband's talking about, you know, this, this um, radio program and grassroots holistic, holistic health and why, you know, why he started, why he founded this program, it's because we know from personal experience what type, this, this is like a lifestyle program, what, li what type of lifestyle is very helpful for us. And I'm speaking now specifically to African Americans, those who have been considered, quote, unquote, marginalized and may not have access to yes. certain, certain privileges such as superb health care and, you know, those types of things. And so, you know, I'm just going to end with saying that, you know, I don't want, I don't want the audience to think that this is just something that we're chatting about or this information is research-based as well as evidence-based. And there are studies to, to, con to um, corroborate what we talk about on this show. And if you do want specific advice for your specific situation, we can give you a conversation, but we're not licensed to give you advice or recommendations, and that's why we, we always speak to the disclaimer. Yes. But I just wanted to make it clear that this isn't something we're making up or, you know, this isn't grandma's recipe or even though she may have employed a lot of this, Absolutely. grandma was smart, okay? Yes. She didn't have a Ph.D., but she knew mm -hmm. how to live. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to stress that, too. Yeah. Well, no, that's I'm happy you did emphasize that, hon, because... It's important that people understand that uh, there are people who have shows, and uh, the word, I guess, might be pontificate. They posture, and they don't really practice what they're talking about, or, for that matter, even do any research. So the efficacy of their uh, uh, program is one that is based on uh, conjecture, if anything, uh, if it's, it's questionable. It's questionable. Not saying and it's wrong, but it makes you yeah. question it. So we like to talk about things that are verified, verifiable, things that do have some subsidence in terms of uh, reality and truth, and 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 tested. Uh, it so happens that I was speaking about Brother Eric uh, Adams, uh, Mayor Elect here in New York City. He authored a book called 
Healthy at Last, which I featured several shows in the, ago, a couple of months ago. And I will be featuring it again uh, on an ongoing basis because I'm just optimistic the fact that he uh, is someone who has reversed. He suffered from diabetes. And he reversed his diabetes by um, in, in engaging and embracing a vegan diet. Um, so uh, I really applaud that. I'm excited about that. The fact that indeed we're now uh, having representatives uh, of the like of uh, Brother Eric to go to the motherland, to uh, be amongst brothers and sisters of African descent, to share his journey. Because I don't know, uh, I know that here in the United States, diabetes is something that's that's rampant, that's afflicting so many. Well, uh, there's over 30 million mm -hmm. Americans who are diagnosed with diabetes. Um, it has been projected that by, I believe, 2030, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's 2030, mm -hmm. that one in three, mm -hmm. whether they know it or not, because there are millions of Americans who are walking around with prediabetes or actual diabetes, and they're not aware of it. Yeah. Well, that's, those numbers are really uh, outrageous. That you is know, outrageous. That's outrageous. And, and more children, more young people. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was teaching, there was a young lady in, in my classroom. She was 12 years old, and she would excuse herself. She would ask me, could she go to the restroom because she had to inject herself with insulin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, that was some time ago. There, there are many children. I don't have the stats for the number of children who have been diagnosed with diabetes, but we do know that that number is climbing, and it's uh, and a factor of it is child obesity. Yeah. Well, this, this child obesity syndrome is something that uh, has to be addressed. I'm, I'm optimistic that it will be addressed uh, under the uh, Eric Adams administration, uh, that... Um, sort of uh, telling children that they need to drink healthy uh, beverages as opposed to soda and, 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 and some juices, for that matter. Just drink, drink water. water. Sometimes you hydrate. have to go cold turkey to heal. Absolutely. And that's very difficult. And that's where the spiritual practices come in yes. because it's difficult yes. to go cold turkey. It has been said that um, sugar is, I believe, 10 times more addictive than heroin. And, and cocaine and, and other uh, major drugs that are being used. Yeah, I, I'm speaking specifically to heroin because that's what I heard. Yeah. And uh, perhaps the other and drugs cocaine as well. Also, but, yeah. yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so with those odds, it's no surprise that people are walking around diabetic, unable to either, and I'm talking now for type 2 diabetes because type 1 diabetes is a different animal, and it's been said that those who are born with type 1 diabetes, that they're supposed to be on medication, you know, for their entire life. However, studies have shown that with proper diet, exercise, different nutrients, even they can reduce the amount of insulin that they have yeah. to take. Yeah. 
so you know so i'm very much um i'm very much for just the belief the inward knowledge okay but the belief i can you know i can give you my belief i can't make you believe what <laughs> i believe but i can tell you what i believe that um even type 1 diabetics i believe that they can eventually come off of their insulin Yes, the the um, problem that we have that we're faced right now with is that we have this pandemic which is upon us, and there was a propensity for people to eat fast food uh, just as a means of uh, having it as an everyday diet. Now, fast food is being used to uh, allay the those of us who suffer from anxiety. So it's comfort and food. It's comfort food, yes. So that just exacerbates. Tastes good. Yes, yeah, it basically exacerbates I know that's right. the problem that we have with the virus. I'm not touching it, though, uh, but I used to love it. Because those I'm of us keeping who, it real. It tastes good. Yeah. But it's not it? good for you. It'll kill but it's you. not good for you. We have the fast food companies now giving giving specials. They're uh, trying to give it away. They're trying to give it away. To attract business. They've, take the, uh, they've taken the soda dispensers from behind the counter to in front of the it's counter. It's self-serve. So it's self-serving. So one can just play a, a flat fee of a dollar, whatever it is they're charging, and, and just go and have second, thirds, and fourths, you know, of loading themselves up with sugar. And I understand that the average bottle, uh, if not glass of sugar, has anywhere from 10 to 15 to 20 teaspoons of sugar in terms of its content. That's not a good look. That's not a good take. So we, we have a problem now where those of us who know better need to do better, and that do better being not only for ourselves, but to share this information with those loved ones in our, our family and our circle of friends and beyond that it behooves us to really get serious about uh, our diet. I like to call it a livid, you know, that we... Uh, share how we can live better and, and live healthier, mind, body, and spirit. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to finding out <clears throat> how the impact of, uh, of the new administration, with Eric being a leader and a vegetarian, actually, I'm sorry, a vegan, that how he will influence uh, the community of of, uh, of, of of those of us who live here in New York City, so that we can have not just a, a a focus on the sodas and drinks and so forth, and but to actually consider eliminating as much as possible meat from our diet. Uh, that's another conversation which I'll cover in a future show. I believe he will do his part, but I believe that we as adults need to be responsible adults and let's just say that Mayor Adams never did anything about it. What are we going to do? We are adults and so we need to we need to grasp this information. Um, we're not saying that what we're doing is the only way. There are many paths that can lead to the same thing, but this Absolutely. is a path these are paths that we're discussing and, and exposing to you, and now as adults, it is our responsibility 
to research, do our own research. You know, you know, again, speak with your medical doctor, do your own research, and start changing your diet and your lifestyle so that you can reap the benefits of good health so that you can avoid going into these institutions mm-hmm. which are not necessarily friendly to black people. They might not be overtly adversarial, but they might not give you the best care. Mm-hmm. And now I'm talking about implicit bias. Yes. Which is another topic all in itself. Yes. But I think as responsible adults, you know, again, I do believe that Mayor Adams will do whatever he can, you know, with the many things that he's tasked with. But if he never did anything, we can't use that as a reason to say, well, you know, we, we didn't take care of our health. We didn't try to drink more water. We didn't try to eat more vegetables. And instead of packing that juice box in our children's lunch, lunch bags, um, instead we, um, we would pack a bottle of water and, and, let, and have these conversations at home, yeah. have family time with our families and friends where we can discuss these things, where mm-hmm. we can create forums within our own nuclear families and our own communities so that we can spread the word. It kind of reminds me of how President Obama became elected mm-hmm. with a, without a lot of fanfare. Mm-hmm. But he just touched one and they each touched each other and he became elected. You know, I respect Mayor Adams, but he can't do it alone. We have uh, to no, do what no, we I, need I, to I, do. I'm just mentioning him because yeah. as he being the catalyst. You know, every community has has someone, whether it be the, the healer, the shaman, uh, the priest, who is the catalyst. Exactly. Who, who sets an example. Exactly. So and as healers, we can't do it alone. Right. We are healers. Right. You know, we are healers. We are certified healers. But there's only so many people that we can reach and that we can touch. Mm-hmm. So I do assert that everyone should, you know, as responsible adults, yeah. You know, you're being exposed to information that you might not be familiar with. Do some research. Start conversations so that these conversations can spread. We, we need to consider our spiritual communities, uh, the homes, the churches, the mosques, the synagogues, whatever your spiritual home may be, that indeed those leaders uh, have an ear towards a different way of us uh, living in terms of our diet, because uh, there's so many people who can be impressed, you know, just like a politician would go to a church to, to share his or her agenda so they can get the votes. Well, we need to have those visits in mass so that indeed uh, the community, spiritual community, can have a session, like my wife was saying, uh, that, that there's a conversation that we all take a leadership role. Uh, in the book of the Healing uh, Wisdom of Africa, he states that in uh, the technologies of the physical world, uh, it talks about, uh, Malagoma talks about herbal medicine. He says that certain indigenous technologies look superficially like Western scientific technology. The use of certain herbal medicines resembles Western pharmacology, and with some herbs having objective indications that are the same for most people, such as certain plants for women to take uh, for birth control, 
of specific plant medicines that are used widely to treat uh, tuberculosis and other uh, tuberculosis and other infectious diseases and parasites. But what is about the way that pharmacology in the West is approached in the village is that it is connected to spirit. It would appear that any herbalist would conjure a formula knowing that if you have this symptom, you can take such and such herb. Yet traditional indigenous herbal medicine functions in a way that is different. He means, he states rather, not only from the Western allopathic or the herbal medicine, but also from the oriental herbal medicine. For indigenous herbal medicine incorporates the speaking of spirit, the seeking of spirit and administering all substances. So according to indigenous African philosophy, you cannot give an aspirin or cook up an herbal recipe for the purpose of healing. There are two things at work. One is the knowing of the spiritual nature of the plants, and the second and more important is the knowledge of the energetic configuration and the identity and purpose of the person you are treating. It is not the illness possessing the person that is important, but the person possessing the illness. And in an indigenous view of illness, the disease is always linked to a breakage in relationship. Some connection is lost or completely absent or has been severed. And with the villager, what the villager sees in the physical disease is simply the aftermath of, of something that has happened on the level, level of energy and relationship. The illness is a physical manifestation of a spiritual decay. And so that says a lot. And uh, Maladoma had the insight to share this knowledge with us in this book, because that's what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with uh, illnesses the one main illness that we're collectively experiencing is the virus. And the, the recent variant, it's called the Omicron. And even with that, we have people who are resisting getting vaccinated. Uh, along with the vaccination, one has to, be on, uh, has to be educated in the fact that we all individually have an immune system. And that immune system is kept healthy by having a, a, a good diet along with exercise and along with proper thinking, meditation coming to mind. So the show is about to end. Uh, we're so happy that we were able to share with you uh, things relative to what's happening now and also relative to this, uh, uh, this information, this rich information that's imbued in the healing wisdom of Africa authored by Baba Maladoma. Uh, we will continue with this next week. And we hope that, indeed, those of you who are celebrating uh, the holiday season and, and, and uh, embracing one another as families and friends, that you're cautious, that you follow the protocol uh, that we all know, and to be as cautious and, and proactive in terms of keeping yourself safe and others and in your life, in your circle, your family and friends and associates safe as well from any uh, affliction of the, the virus. So again, we end as we begin by honoring the Most High, honoring the, the, the ancestors, uh, those in our family who are now in the ancestral realm. We honor those who are alive, our, our family members, our elders, uh, siblings, and and cousins and nieces and 
nephews, all of those in our uh, relationships, we send love and gratitude. And especially to those of you who are listening, please be free to share our show with those in your circle and also the website, drumsofchange.com. That's drumsofchange.com. Uh, and you will find information relative to what we've shared on the show. Peace and love. Alafia. Alafia. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.